0: All right. Welcome to church for the rest of us. And I'm here again, high atop our studios at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida, downtown, (laughs) social distancing via podcast with my compadres in ministry. I've got Carly and Aaron and Leslie are all here. Aaron Philippone serves as our campus pastor at Family Church Gardens, but he also oversees all of our campus pastors. So he's in charge of a really important team here at Family Church. So, we're glad to have you with us and appreciate all the good work that you do. Thank you. And everybody already knows Leslie Bennett, the voice of the podcast, the voice. and our engineer, we Carly Sealman. Hello. So, Leslie, we're often running in a coronavirus crisis, but we're working hard to create some opportunities to care for people that we never really had before.
1: That's right. So, we're having to really spin up some things quickly where we don't have face-to-face, in-person contact like we normally do. Mm-hmm. And we have 13 campuses, as Pastor Aaron knows, and he helps shepherd those campus pastors who shepherd all of our people. So we're looking at how do we reach out? How do we have contact to people when we're not going to see them on Sunday or Wednesday or on mm-hmm. our group on Monday or Thursday? Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? What are we asking our campus pastors and their staff to do during this season? Yeah,
2: well... First of all, what a week it's been, right? right I mean, we're exactly. all learning a lot and yeah. we have such a high value of touch and interpersonal contact and just being around each other. That's a big deal here at Family Church. And so we're learning a lot. But one of the greatest ways that we can care for the members of Family Church right now is by communicating with them. I think the best thing we can do is pick up the phone, make phone calls, send out text messages. I don't want to underestimate the power. Of the pastor or the minister's voice at a time like this
1: that's so good and for us in communication so we're thinking okay how are we going to put stuff on the website how
3: are we going to get everything out on social media and we're trying to figure that all out and there's so much to do there is so much to do and it's important to prioritize what's immediate what's urgent what's important but yeah we're kind of in give us the content mode right now right Mm -hmm. but we're thinking about that and then i had a conversation
1: with pastor aaron yesterday and he kind of reminded me really the most important thing right now is that our people are hearing from us. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of churches trying to be online, trying to be on Facebook and social media, and that's important. But I think what you all are doing is even more important.
2: Yeah, and people, they want to hear from our pastors and our ministers, and they need a sense of comfort just knowing that we as believers have not lost our hope. We've set our eyes on Jesus. The church has been in difficult situations in the past, and we'll be in difficult situations in the future, and Jesus is still in charge. And so they just need to hear from their spiritual leaders at a time like this.
3: Yes.
0: Well, I think, Aaron, one of the things that you've done really well is you've given our campus pastors some specific direction and even some easy-to-use tools that really churches of any size could use. Because the Family Church Network, although together we're a large church, we're actually a network of medium and small-sized churches. So could you just share with our listeners some of the specific direction you've given to our team on how they should be staying in touch how they can track that and build a system for that so they're not just going off the top of their head making phone calls. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Well, one of the great things about the way that this has unfolded in a time like this is that we're living in a day where we have technology at our fingertips and we can easily get in touch with our key leaders. And so one of the things we've developed is just a shared spreadsheet that all of our team members can access at various campuses. And we've got a column in place each week where we're making sure that we're checking up on our leaders. And so If we go three, four, five weeks into this, this could last months, we want to make sure that one of our leaders doesn't fall through the cracks. And so we don't want two or three weeks to go by without them having gotten some personalized communication from their Mm -hmm. leaders.
0: And so talk to us about the specific tools. So which spreadsheet are you using? I'm using Google
2: Sheets. And so it's just a live shared spreadsheet that anyone on your team can use if they have a Gmail account. And so everyone at the Gardens Campus is on that sheet. We're able to see each other's comments. We're able to interact with it. And then we can scan through and easily see, oh man, one of our leaders hasn't had any contact
0: in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Mm. And so then we can get on it and reach out to them. And do you think that this Google spreadsheet the way that you're doing it? Is this super sophisticated? Like, Do you have to have multiple full-time admins to run this? No. Or, no?
2: no. Totally easy. Anyone can do this. One of our campuses averages about 75, and they're doing this mm-hmm. with volunteers, with support from key leaders that are also helping to contact right. their church family. And so, no, this is something that anyone can do at any size without any administrative support.
0: It's super simple. And so, when you have a typical phone call and you're coaching guys and girls on how to call, what should, they say on the call? So you call somebody, you don't really want anything from them right now. What are you saying?
2: Well, the main thing is just reassuring them that we are a family. And so we're walking through this together. And just like you would with your own children, just like you would with anyone that lives in your home. We're going to walk through this together. We don't really know what the future holds on this, but we do know who holds the future. And so our hope is in Did the Lord. Did you just come up with that? Man.
0: That's really <laughs> no, good. Sure. Somebody write that down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that's a tweet somewhere. And so, Did you get the come up with a, right. yeah, that post That's right. that Somewhere. <laughs> but just, you know, high touch. We want to hear from you. We're producing some content as well. And so we're trying to upload some iPhone videos on Facebook and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we're telling our church family family is, hey, you get to see us right now. We want to see you. Snap a picture. Tell us how things are going. Text it to your pastors. Put it on social media. We want to know how you're doing. And I think that just means the world to our people.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, Leslie, one of the things that we're working with communication-wise is some different tiers of content that we can put out. And we haven't got a fully thought through system. We're right. definitely building the plane while we're flying it. But right now, talk a little bit about our thinking about how we're tiering this content.
1: Well, this probably isn't the best word to use, but we are using the word premium content. So we have some content that we're like, putting we're out. Like like
0: Netflix. <laughs> That's
1: right. <Like> <laughs> the good
0: stuff. Okay.
1: So content we're producing. Obviously, we're going to have Sunday morning worship. And part of what we're doing is pointing people to our Sunday morning morning worship gatherings online now, we've chosen to go with a strategy of actually having set times so that we have that sense of we actually are together doing worship, even though it's virtual, we're not in person. So that's what we're putting together. We're going to put together some Bible study content. We're going to do some other things that we'll put to all of our campuses. And then we're encouraging our students team to put some things together, our kids team to put some things together, our groups to put some things together, each of our individual campuses. So we're kind of premium. Which is going to go out to all of our churches, right. campus-specific what they can do, and then different ministry areas and all and those touch points. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. And Carly, one of the things that you've done that I think is really helpful because our campus pastors, these guys are pastors, they're preachers, they're not social media experts, and they're definitely not video experts. But we're asking them to do basically homemade videos on their phones. And you've developed a set of guidelines for how a campus pastor should actually produce these little three and four minute videos. Could you just talk a little bit about kind of some of the things we've tried to coach them to do to make it look good?
3: Sure. We developed a resource for the campus pastors and the directors. And it's basically a one-sheet guide. And it just kind of walks them through the best practices of filming a selfie video. And those are super authentic. People are responding really well to them on social media. So it's little things like making sure the phone is horizontal and not vertical, making sure that it's filmed at a 1080 DPI. So those little things are really helpful in making sure the background is something that's colorful. Like a blank wall? <laughs> like yeah. not a blank wall, like yeah. not a hostage situation. like a hostage Pastor like, right <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like, Aaron said. So just little things like that, tips and tricks that just set them up for success.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really helpful. Is there a way, Leslie, that we could post kind of that one pager of guidelines sure. somewhere so our listeners could get Definitely. to
1: that? Yeah, we put that Absolutely. in our show notes.
0: Yeah, sure. we would love to do that because I actually think that could be very helpful because a lot of our listeners, they have one staff person or two staff people. And they don't have any video people. And so... They're just like, oh my gosh, they've never done this before. So you see a lot of guys, you know, shooting themselves in front of an iPad, which is better than nothing. But maybe there's some things we could do where they could take the same tools that they already have. And elevate their game a little bit. Yeah, and just I a little really pro great. tip.
1: Anytime you're looking down at the camera, not a good angle for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so should try to look up at the camera. Yes.
0: Yeah, eliminate <laughs> those neck rolls, guys. Yeah. <laughs> eliminate the neck rolls. That's very important. <laughs> now, Aaron, as we've talked to our campus pastors, and they're starting to really do this to double down on personal contacts, to double down on creating, you know, multiple Facebook posts? What kind of things are you coaching them to say in these Facebook posts? What should they be doing?
2: Well, one of the things that we're really excited about is that we're pointing everybody to a Sunday gathering. I think it's so important that we just continue to carve out time as families to meet together and have Mm -hmm. church, whatever that needs to look like. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited about that because like, especially this week, we're going to take the Lord's Supper in every home across family church families And we're going to ask them to fill out a digital get connected card because we want them to know their pastors are praying for them through the week and we want to get all those prayer requests in. And so – We're pushing them to have that Sunday gathering point where they keep Sundays as a priority for their family as we're thinking about how to navigate through uncharted waters.
0: Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to this just personally. So, being able to have a church service that we're going to release at these different times, it's going to be pre recorded. My part will be recorded that day, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to preach three different times. We're just going to release. So, I'm going to get to preach. And then go home and then turn on our television and have church with my family, which is a real right. thrill, thrill for them to go. I get to go home and then they get to watch me on <laughs> TV, yeah, which I'm is think, what, I'm sure every child's great. dream, right? <laughs> so, But it is going to be fun because we're going to get to take the Lord's Supper together yeah. in our home and sing together and open our Bibles and take notes. And I think it's going to be a special time that I'm actually really looking forward to. Now, Aaron, if there was one thing you'd say to our listeners, because we got guys, they look at a church like Family Church and they say, you know... We don't have resources. We don't have staff like that. We don't have a video team. We don't have a podcast. What are some things that you just say, listen, a church of any size, if you have an internet connection and a phone, what would you tell them to prioritize during this time?
2: So we really don't know what the future is going to hold on how all this can play out. And we don't really know the best ways to provide care in the future. But what we do know is that right now, the best way to care is through communication, Mm -hmm. text messaging. Phone calls mm. as much as you can communicate with your people. And then in the future, we'll see what happens. Right now, we're collecting databases and trying to figure out do we have volunteers? in the medical profession that we want to lean on in times of need if we need to. Right now, we're putting together some moms who can teach other moms how to do e-learning or homeschooling. What resources can we gather from volunteers who are stuck at home right now, but want to serve their church family? So we don't know what it's going to all look like in the future. Right now, the best way to care is by communicating. In the future, it may be volunteers going to pick up groceries for senior adults who can't leave their home, taking laundry to the dry cleaners, things like that. And so we're trying to prep and be prepared. Those are things that anyone can do at any level. We've got all these volunteers who love Jesus and want to serve, but don't know how. And so for right now, we're just collecting information. Yeah,
1: I have a quick story. Actually, uh, one of the members at our village campus, he was going to serve on the First Impressions team, but he also is a professional video producer. And so he reached out to us and he said, since I can't serve on First Impressions, could I make a little video for you each week? And we said, yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) So I thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. that people were thinking that way. I can't Mm -hmm. do this for my church, but maybe I could do that. I'm sure you have tons of stories. Like, Do you have stories already you're hearing from people and what they're doing?
2: We do. And there's going to be more. But right now, more than ever, we want our church family to think creatively about how they can live as the church out there. So every time we close a service at every one of our venues, that's our benediction. We tell our church family, we've been the church in here let's go be the church out there. Now more than ever, we need our church thinking creatively about how to do things like that.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing I want to revisit a little bit more specifically is you are building at every campus. You're having our campus pastors build teams of people because you can get meals to kids in schools and we help with that. And we have a feeding ministry and all, but I really think the best time for the church to shine is yet to come because I think two weeks from now and three weeks from now, when there are hundreds and hundreds of people with COVID-19 in every municipality, then I think we're going to have people in our own church with COVID-19 that are holed up in their homes. Some of them are going to have no family connections. We're building teams now. Can you talk just a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So some of the teams that I mentioned would be like medical professionals. We want them to be able to train young, healthy members of our church on how to go out And be around those who've been infected with COVID-19. We're connecting with first responders. Once again, we don't know what the future holds. And so right now we're building our database to know what that's going to look like. Homeschool professionals, people that know how to teach other moms how to keep their kids engaged Mm -hmm. in e-learning in a process like this. And so honestly, we're just putting it out there for our church family to tell us, how would you like to serve? And they're coming up with some of these ideas on their own. So we really don't know what all the categories are.
0: And I do think that specifically, and this is something that churches of any size anywhere in the country could do. You could begin right now building teams of people who would be lower risk for catastrophic experience with COVID-19 if you could put some teams together, maybe young, single people, college kids, whatever, who would be willing, even at some risk to themselves, to go and Take prescriptions to someone who has COVID 19. Take food to their house.
2: We have do um, lawn
0: work, whatever.
2: In several of our congregations here in South Florida, we've got several young men who've come out of the recovery mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and they thrive on community. They need to be around people right now. And so this right. has hit them in a particularly hard way. And so those kind of guys will be perfect at running right. errands for senior adults. And so we're working hard to deploy them when we need to.
0: And these are people who, if they contracted it as a result of their ministry, would be likely to be able to survive that in a healthy way. We're not mm-hmm. talking about people with senior adults and emphysema. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people who could maybe handle this better. And so we're really looking into that. And I'm so thankful for your leadership, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Leslie and Carly, is there anything that you would say to our listeners who would say, if you're going to do something with social media, if you're going to do something, what could churches of any size with any amount of resources be doing?
1: Well, I really think a lot of churches are. I mean, sometimes you feel like it has to be perfect before you put it out ah. there. And so I think we just have to think it doesn't have to be perfect. Like Aaron said, people need to hear from us if social media is the best way to hear from us because we don't have everybody's phone number. We only know you if you make yourself known to us in the church world. So you might be connected to our church or people are connected to your church that you don't Know about mm-hmm. and through social media, through your website, you can still connect with those people. So, I would just say, whatever it is, just put it
3: out there because mm-hmm. it's something. What would you say, Carly? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I would also say this is a great opportunity for cross functional collaboration, working with other ministry areas to see what ideas they have because they know their audience best. So creating content that's meaningful to that audience. And then also mobilize volunteers. I think we have a lot of people that want to help with social media, a lot of creative people, a lot of people that are friendly with tech. So I would say mobilize those volunteers. And that's things
0: that they can do from home while they're distancing, right? That's right. right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for joining us for Church for the Rest of Us. This is all of us signing off. And we are social distancing all the way into the future. So so. stay in touch and we'll be releasing more podcasts as we work through this crisis together. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out familychurchnetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you, too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.